My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble, and welcome to The Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. As always, I am joined by my partner, uh, Vincent Williams, uh, It's All Soul, Wednesdays, 8 to 10 on G-Town Radio. And The Michelle Mission. Should I stand up too? Like, you're all standing. Like I feel like I should stand up. I don't know why, but I'll sit down. I mean, I can stand up. We'll stand up. We'll Vince. stand up. Stand Let's up. all stand, stand up. up. Let everybody see you, Vince. All right. Now we're standing up. Um, this is a, this is our actually our first live event. Most yes. of the times we are doing our podcast at my dining room table. Actually, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so this is first time out and about here at Amalgam Comics, yes. Coffee House, twenty five seventy eight Frankfurt Avenue. Very um, mad love to the Philadelphia rock star named I Ariel know, Johnson right? over there. Yes, we do have a live audience here. Yes, we and do. And to just let and Ariel know. waved. Y'all can't hear her waving, but she waved. There, you there, go. there it is. There you go. <laughs> um, and also for all of you, this is not only our first live event, but this will be our very first show that will premiere this Wednesday at eight p.m. on FM radio here in Philadelphia. We. The Michelle yes. Mission will be on WPPMLP 106.5 in Philadelphia. So yes. you are our opening audience. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, for those who this is your first time checking out the, um, you know, the Michelle Mission, what is this all about? Um, what it is is that we are on a mission. On a mission. To review It's every in the title. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to review every black film ever made. Every black feature Feature film. film. So it has to have been released out into the yes. into features. Uh, we've been doing this since February. Since February. That's right. Coming up on a year. And sooner than later. We have reviewed um, Uptown Saturday Night. Yep. We've reviewed Claudine. Yep. We've reviewed Love Jones. Yep. I'm just going to say you're going to list... The films that I'm going to say, yep. <laughs> Pretty much. We've reviewed a, a whole ton of them. Um, and with... Eve's who, Bayou. Oh, yeah, we did do Eve's Ganjin Bayou. So we get artsy. We get a little artsy. Yeah, we do get artsy. Yeah, so yeah, And know. we, go, we go, go deep cuts. We did uh, Carmen Jones. Carmen Jones. Um, we did... Uh, what was that old Harlem movie? Har- Hell, uh, no. Paradise in Harlem. Paradise in Harlem Par- from 1936. That's right. Yeah, we... Yeah. yeah, we go deep. We That's go right. Deep cuts on that. Um, for this live event tonight, we are screening Abby the Black Exorcist. Abby the Black Exorcist. From 1974. American uh, International. Yes, American is infamous. The infamous American, American International. And this is a, a film that actually was in the theaters for, I think, uh, two hours. <laughs> A very short time, a very, but it made a, it made a fair amount of money. It did, and it did. Warner Brothers came and shut it down. Yes, because they thought that it infringed on their uh, trademark and copyright for the film The Exorcist. Right. So they they took it out. Now I don't know how many here, um, um, you know, by applause, have seen The Exorcist. So you're familiar with The Exorcist. Yes. So uh, I'm going to ask you a question at the end. 
do you really think that this film, if you think this film actually infringes on The Exorcist? Because if I remember at the time that that film came out when I was about six years old, that um, there were a ton of films that came out that approximated right. being like The Exorcist. I don't know because there's um, well documented. I don't really play with the devil like that. So it's a lot of this stuff I don't even watch. Yes. I'll take your word for it. Yes, Vince does not like. There, like we for October, we are celebrating um, and following um, uh, horror movies. Yes. So yes. we did Death by Temptation. Mm-hmm. We did uh, Ganjin Hess. That's Ganjin when we did Hess Ganjin Hess and, and Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Hood. Um, and Vince, JD's Revenge. Oh yes, JD's Revenge. And Vince does not like horror movies. I don't like horror movies at all. No, no, I, I don't like certain. Like I don't like the devil. I don't like ghosts. I don't like puppets and or dolls. <laughs> dolls. Yeah, that's his and I don't like kids. So, you know. Now, it's not that I, he doesn't like so, kids. Uh, no, no. I mean, like, you know, like the nun ring around the rosy. Like the evil kids. and the, no, That's all. Was there, was there like one movie that set you off on, on children's just... Uh, it, uh, uh, probably it, it was probably it's a good life. It's probably the episode of the Twilight Zone with little Ronnie Howard. Oh yeah, Ronnie yeah, it's Howard it's a good, good life. life when Ronnie Howard is just has all these evil powers. Yeah, just, yeah, it, classic episode of Twilight Zone. And yeah. the audience like, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that joint was crazy, dog. Yeah, that was little crazy. Ronnie yeah. Howard, he wish you in the cornfield. I said, nope, Mm-mm. nope, yeah, no kids. Okay, I feel you. Feel Village you. of the Damned. Cho- Children of the Corn. Yeah, that's another one. So just kids. Yeah. Okay. So, I feel you. All right, all right. All right. Well, fortunately, there are no children in Abby the the Black Exorcist, so you're fine. Um, there, there's there's no ghosts. There are no ghosts. No devils. No devil. I don't think so. Well, it's, there's, there's, well, it's, we'll talk about it. We'll talk we'll about it. You know, devilish. is it the it devil or? Um, so we're going to get into this in, in a little bit, but right. But first, we. Um, because this is our inaugural show, if you will, please just bear with us. We had a couple of people that hit us up on Twitter that asked us a couple of questions that, in a way to use in way of like introducing ourselves. I feel ourselves. like we should sit, like I feel like we're about to start singing some Sam and Dave or something. We, we can't, can we sit, we just, I mean, we. Well, I'll sit down. You right. sit down. Just, you want to sit down? You want to sit down? Just, Vince is old. It Go feels ahead, more Vince. casual. It feels more casual when we're sitting down. Like, All right. Like we were standing there. I, I really did feel like we were about to. I liked it myself, but okay. See, she, 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 she can't All right, see we're back up. We're back up. All right, all right. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, right, right. Go ahead, go ahead. Live audience. All right, so so we had some people ask us questions. So if I start doing a two step, I don't want to hear. <laughs> yes. All right. Um. So, uh, uh, Tawana Hill. Okay. Asked a question. Yes. Uh, because we are two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. She it's right asked, in the description. She asked, why no women? Why no women? You want to answer that? <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to do that. All right. Um, because you know it's like three different answers. It is true. <laughs> uh, well, the, the, the reason why no women, honestly, is it just happened that way. We yes. actually, um, I'm part of a, a, another radio show and podcast called The Black Tribbles. Uh, that talks about geeky type of stuff. And um, it's five people, four guys and a girl. And I w- had an idea of doing a show where I would re- review every black um, film ever made. I put it out to the Tribbles. They said, eh, we're busy. So I said, all right, cool. And uh, I put together a crew. Vince, who does a radio show on G-Town Radio, where my show was previously, 
I asked Vince about being on the crew, and we asked two other ladies. We did. To we did ask crew. ladies. We formed a four-man. We formed a four-man pack. Right, right. That was going to be a show called Scanners Darkly. Yes. Um, this is all. This is all true. It's all true. Uh, and we did two sh- two mock shows where yes. we reviewed Purple Rain and. Um, we we did. Uh, we actually did a documentary. A documentary, a hip hop documentary, yeah. or something like that. And it was kind of cool, but there was something about the chemistry that wasn't mixing. Um, and ultimately, schedules got hard to to rock out, and the two ladies had to bow out. Yeah. Me and Vince were dedicated to continuing on. It's so true. So we said, let's well, let's. Vince said, See. "Well, let's just keep it moving." Yes. And I said, "Vince, you sure?" And he said, "Yes." So I said, "All right. Well, we need a new name." And he said, "Well, how about Oscar Micheaux, who is the granddaddy of black films um, from the '30s?" And I said, "I like that." I said, "The Micheaux Mission," and boom, there you go. Thus, the show was and made. The rest is history. So we, so we would love to have women, and even and because it is two two guys, every once in a while we throw a. This, uh, our third seat open right, the third chair. for guests to come in, choose their own black film that right. we will review. And we usually try to keep that to women. We like women. Um, we've had uh, uh, quite a few women that we've have already We've had quite a down. few women. We have. Um, but right now, next, next, uh, next Sunday, we will actually be journeying to Brooklyn, New York. The planet Brooklyn. To review Love and Basketball. Yeah. With... Uh, the star of Netflix, Luke Cage. Because she really did quietly take the show. She did. Like, she, we'll talk about it. a little, like, quietly by the end, it was like, ooh, I think this is the Misty Night show. This is the Misty Night show. starring Luke Cage. Yes. So. We will be reviewing Love and Basketball with Simone Missick. Yes. Like, sitting right next to her. So that's, like, going to be like, man, dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's going to be like, like, so my man back there, yeah, like, real dope. Like real dope, real dope. So and um and, and that came about honestly because we reviewed this film um about episode ten we reviewed the film Big Words yes uh, which was kind of like a hip hop type of story right 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 which starred Dorian Missick yes uh, her, actor, her husband her husband yes an actor who you can find right now he's starring on TNT's um, uh, Animal Kingdom he listened to our review liked it hit us up and said yo man I like this show I've been listening to it ever ever since. Um, I want to do a show with you. It's been very supportive. He came down to Philadelphia for the Black Star Film Festival. We recorded an episode with him where we reviewed Clockers. At that point, he let us know that, yo, do y'all watch Queen Sugar? I was like, yo, yeah, Queen Sugar is dope. He said, you know that, uh, that black boy You're in talking there? all this stuff, right? Like, you just put it all out there. I put it out there. I put it out there. It's our first radio we, show. We ain't nailed nothing down. We, well, we, we ain't talked to nobody. You we just, nailed down Simone. Yeah, go said, ahead. Keep said, on talking. You know, you know the brother on Queen Sugar? He's just talking. He's I said, yeah, um, uh, the black boy, tall boy. He's like, yeah, Omar Dorsey. I said, yeah, yo, he loves the show, too. I was like, what? See? <laughs> He's like, yo, yeah, he would be, he he would love to do this show. I'm like, yo, we gotta make that happen, dog. So, so um, yeah, so we yeah. do open up the third seat. We do two people. We do. We do. Um, Ariel Johnson back there, the uh, uh, of uh, Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. You you can't even say you knew her when, because it's like, it's like you became a rock star immediately. I know. Like you can't even say, well, I remember when she won. I was like, I actually don't remember. Yeah, I think she opened up the door and the right. lights were the ca- lights camera. She was on CNN. I was like, the NPR story came. I'm like, dang. So all right. 
She she has promised to sit down with us. Oh, that'd be nice. As soon as she gets over our heartache, because one of us didn't like the la the last dragon. Do you know which one that was? That's right. Yes, yes. Lynn, Lynn is real disrespectful <laughs> to, to the last dragon. It's not a good film. It's oh not, it's, lord! It's just not. Oh, come keep it moving, keep it moving. But we have a film that is um, so bad that it is good tonight that we're going to be screening for you, um, Abby, the Black Exorcist. We did have one other question. Okay. That uh, I got here. Hold on, get back here. Um, from from Lynn Finley from um, from Virginia. Okay. Hit us up on Twitter. Let me bring up her question. Okay. She wanted to know, uh, oh, she asked us two questions. One question she wanted to uh, ask was how we met, which I pretty much just went over. I mean, is that how we met? Is, I feel like we met before then. Like, we met some, uh, pro oh, you know probably what? at the station? No, we met at, um, at uh, Comics and More. At Comics, okay, that makes comics sense. Comics and More, and uh, we're both Can I just interject? I, I'm from Baltimore, so I love, are you from Baltimore? Why is Ariel, are you really from Baltimore? Ariel, man. <laughs> I did what part? Okay. All right, I'm from Woodlawn. Right, right, right. I'm right up Liberty Heights. All right. I did not know that. Um, why you get so high? Because it's a homegirl. <laughs> Ariel, I ain't had a proper chicken box since I've been here. Nobody knows about the chicken box. That's what. See? Wait a minute. See? And now we've gone off the rails. <laughs> and now we've gone off the rails because now we talk. It, it, it is. Now let it me tell is. you, I went down to Baltimore like maybe, what was it, about a couple of months ago? A couple ago. months ago, and I told him to get a chicken box. He told box. me to get a chicken box, but I went on a Sunday. Right. And, now, and, and I stopped by like the, at the Inner Harbor, and I said, right. yo, my man sent, sent me down here. He said, I got to get a chicken box. He said, he said, yo, I can tell you where to go, but yo, son, it's Sunday. You really can't go there because any place I send you is it's going to be disrespectful. And your man's going to come down here and beat me because that's not the place to go. You need to come down on a Tuesday. You need to go tell me that on a Tuesday. I'll take you around away, man. Like, like I'm going to meet up at this dude at the bus terminal so he can take me to get some chicken and some fries. A chicken box is chicken and fries. That's all it is, ladies and gentlemen. In Baltimore, it's this otherworldly thing, but it's because it's a chicken box. Because you got to get fried chicken and fries by Chinese people. So it's not even like it's like special black Baltimore people chicken. No, it's Chinese people in Baltimore that make chicken and fries and they put it in a box. You know what? In Philadelphia, y'all don't fry the chicken hard enough all the time. It's, it's called you just say fry it hard. Well, see, that's your problem. First see? of all, you went to Popeyes. Nobody See? come to Philly for chicken and go to See? Popeyes. First of all, when you come to Philly and get chicken, you go to your mama's house. That's where you go. You don't go to Popeyes. That's your problem right there, you Baltimore. Anyway, be more. I was impressed with Philadelphia with the deep, vibrant, black nerd culture that I didn't, you know, you came Very to Philly. So we, ran, we actually ran into each other. Like, we actually ran in the same circles, like three or four different circles Very true. before we met. And yes. then we met, like, we probably officially met at Comics and More. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm, so. Which is when, like, the two alternate Earths collided. Yes, Everybody yes. that meets so us we says, look like, alike. we look alike. Yeah. Yes. So. I don't see it. But um, 
But the other question that Lynn asked is that why are we only doing black films? And I'll turn that over to you. I think when, when, when Lynn and I start talking, because on my show, you, you know, at my other show, It's All Soul, we kind of, well, we say it's all soul, so we just kind of do all kinds of stuff. I think one of the things that Lynn and I talked about was, was the black critical voice and specifically of black art. I, I think when you look at all of the various outlets that kind of critique, whether it's, it's film or it's television, um, the vast majority of it is very white, very male, very middle class. And, and that's more observation than value judgment. And it, it is, it's a real dearth of black voices talking about black art. So while certainly I think in, in you know, one of our funnier episodes, kind of side episodes, is the two of us talking about Star Trek. Um, oh, yeah. While I think there would be value in, in Lynn and I talking about Star Trek, that is time when we could be talking about a, a, a piece of black art that either has not been critiqued or it has been under critiqued or it, you know, again, it has been critiqued from a perspective that it wasn't necessarily made for. Like, like my, my actual intended audience was black. And, and so we, we felt it was a need there. And, and, and we were trying to help fill that. Yes. You, you, know, you know, certainly we're not the only people doing it, even the only black people. But, but you know, we feel like we have something to say. And so we're saying it. Yeah. yeah. So. There you go. But we are inclusive. And you thought I was just chicken boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were far more than chicken boxes, bro. That's why. That's, why that's I beautiful. Yeah, it could be in a card. <laughs> because you're far more than chicken boxes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There you go. Um, but we are very inclusive. And yes. that is why for tonight, for our review of Abby, the Black Exorcist, me and Vince, two black guys, reached out to two white guys. We reached, we reached out to another podcast that is here in Philadelphia um, that reviews like crazy, absurd, like <laughs> dug underneath your grandmom's lawn horror movies. Hmm. Uh, it's a podcast called Don't Touch My Coffin, and trust me, I won't anytime soon. It's probably for the best. Probably um, for the best. But I, but I asked you please to put your hands together for Mark Pennington and Tom Laporta of Don't Touch Woo! My Coffee. Hey, everybody. I just want to uh, thank Vince and Len for having us. No, you're on. I just want you talking into the mic. I'm Italian. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank uh, Vince and Len for inviting us to uh, talk about Abby. It's one of the uh, all-time great movies. It may be the single... Well, probably the second best movie that we've talked about on the podcast. Not to, like, <laughs> bury the lead here. Right. Um, we talk a lot on the show about different kinds of genres. Um, horror movies is kind of where we both come from. But we love kung fu movies. We love, yeah, we did an episode about Master of the Flying Guillotine, which is, like, the craziest kung fu movie you've ever seen. It that's is. Good, that's good oh, stuff. More popular episode, I believe. Uh, it is our... I think, it's, I think it's the one that the most people have viewed. People, people like to rep their kung fu. Um, we just got a chance to talk about one of the best car movies of all time, uh, Death Race 2000. Sylvester Stallone's first movie nice. from even before he did Rocky. 
Um, actually, this week we have coming up uh, Phantasm for Halloween, and then after that we're talking about uh, Three the Hard Way. Mm. A uh, special appearance from Mr. Vince yes. Williams on <laughs> yes. there. <laughs> yes. Those who listen to the Show Mission know that Vince uh, has an unusual take on the Three the Hard Way theme song, it, which... Um, it, it is, it is, it's three the hard way. I always, I always put them together. It's three the hard way. It's Ghostbusters 2. And it's, oh, what's the third one? I forgot the third one. Anyway, theme songs that tell you the plot of the entire movie. <laughs> oh, uh, Ghetto Su- Superstar from um, Bullworth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dirty Bastards lyrics tell you the whole. It tells you the movie. Tells you the plot. It, it actually it, tells you the twist. Does it really? Yeah. At the end. Yes. If yeah, you listen to say, him rap, to he tells oh, you the entire plot. I've never paid that much attention to it. It is, it is the most amazing thing. And Three the Hard Way is the same thing. It's like it's the three dudes and they're doing some stuff. And the racists that have poisoned the reservoir. And, and it's the whole story right in the song. And it's like. I like that. Like, I feel like more, more movies should do that. So, you know what other movie was like that? The one that we reviewed, The Black Klansman. The Black Klansman was the same thing. Yes, The Black Klansman. He's, yes, it's he's, a real thing. Yes. It's real. So, isn't, the, isn't The Black Klansman also an AIP movie? Yes, it if is. Not, yeah. Yes, it is. Is a, it? Okay. AIP shows up fairly commonly on both of our Yeah, podcasts. yeah, a lot of, a lot of overlap. <laughs> but we're here to talk about Abby, The Black Exorcist, which came out in 1974. That's what these people have um, gathered together to see this film. Yes. Because many of these people have never seen this film. Was Abby. This was Abby. <laughs> A woman loved and in love. Until that night. When something evil came looking for a soul to possess. I can't stop thinking about your husband. (laughs) That creep. Forget him. Was this Abby? Now the fun starts. Grab her. Hold her. Hear me, demon. Leave this woman body. Abby. Rated R. They didn't have the opportunity to see this film because it was pulled out of um, uh, theaters so soon. Now, Tom, you actually said, because Tom, d- Tom does research, so d- deep research. You actually went to see, like, well, they pulled it. You know, Warner Brothers got it pulled because, it, you know, thought it infringed on The Exorcist. Was it ever really marketed as Abby the Black Exorcist? Because when the movie comes on, it just says Abby. Yeah. The uh, on-screen title is Abby. It was colloquially known as the Black Exorcist, and uh, Warner Brothers apparently noticed this. I was not able to find a reference to it legit, official, like on the marquee, the Black Exorcist. But Warner Brothers seemed to describe it in those terms when they were looking for an injunction against the movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, it actually stayed in theaters and did really good business for about two weeks. Yes. Until it got Yeah. But such is the nature of AIP filmmaking that in two weeks... Abby was able to make back its entire budget and then some and then turn a pretty good profit. I think that the listed budget for this movie was something to the order of like $35,000. Yes, it was exactly right. $35,000. Yes. 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 And, and I think the $35,000 $35, was just for the location fee for the opening scene because the rest of it is not really on the screen. But it's still crazy. It still is a bizarre 
film, wouldn't you say, Vince? And it's got a lot of energy. It's got a lot of, and you know, I think, um, you know, one thing that we'll talk about is how it frames the exorcist conversation because it kind of, you know, starts out kind of talking about the Yoruba religion and or, or Rishers and, and it's like, when you think of exorcism and you think of the, the actual exorcist and you know a lot of Catholicism and the the, sim, the the symbolism, it's really not there. No. And and you know, we talked before. We said, oh, we can't spoil it because we're showing it. Because usually we spoil things. And I said, well, I think people know that there will be an exorcism. Like I can say that, right? Like everyone's not going. Like I didn't spoil. Like there will be an exorcism at no, some. No, you can point. sit down, ladies. It's, it's actually no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but um. It's all very sort of culturally specific, mm-hmm. and and I th- I thought that was that was a really interesting angle, if you will, an interesting perspective to uh, kind of start this thing and have a through line. Very true. Yeah, and when it comes to uh, a lot of that Yoruba stuff, a lot of that was actually introduced specifically by William Marshall, like yes. William Gerd- okay. star of the film. Right, right, Marshall. right. William Marshall of Blackula fame. Yes, like, that's his his single biggest and. Most well-known role. What else is William Marshall in outside of Blackula? I, I just know him as Blackula. I actually forgot what his name was because I just think of him right. as Blackula. I think he's in Blackula, in the sequel, in Abbey, and then in his house. That's pretty right, much right. all he's in. In my Marshall notes, I actually refer to him as Dr. Blackula because yeah. yes. he plays he plays a college professor. And, you know, he's Dr. Blackula. The character basically is Dr. Blackula. So. Yes. Yeah, so, well, he's he's actually kind of like Doctor like Blackula Jones because in the movie in the beginning of the right. film he kind of plays like a little Indiana Jones type of like uh, thing when he's got he's got on his like uh, his uh, his jacket and the hat you know right like, right like, right going down d- digging and well you know I don't think it's any surprise he's like a quantum leap ahead of everybody else in this film. Oh, yeah. As far as acting, as far as, you know, his presence. Mm-hmm. And I like I was a little sad that there wasn't a continuing series with him of Dr. Blackula Jones. Just this character. Right. And his sort of oddly specific African ghost adventures. <laughs> I mean, I would have watched it. Dr. Blackula and his amazing friends. Right, right, right. Dr. Blackula in the Temple of African Doom. Of African doom. Yeah. I mean, he takes into account. He uses his supernatural powers of looking at a really bizarre, wavy carving and describe what should be in it. Right, he right. Says, he says, "Oh yeah, that's a fox, and that's an erect penis, and right, whatever else right. it is that he sees on this thing." No, yes, he, he really does box. say yeah. that's an erect penis, and he's really cool through the whole. That's the other thing that I really enjoy. Like he's nonplussed about the entire sort of chain of events like you know things unfold and and things sort of get hairier and hairier and he never is really that upset by anything or even that surprised it's like oh well this is going on and it's just what happens you get possessed by an african sex demon and you know i have a bag with my garb that i'll put on and you know he's not only acting in another movie he's working at another speed because like the movie is like going all all crazy around him he's just all right <laughs> right he is he's just smooth he's like mad smooth. The, uh, another thing about this movie because it's called abby and there is a uh, uh abby and i 
drawing a blank on the actress name that played Abby. Name's Carol Speed. Carol Speed, who is, um, don't look for an IMDb, because she does not much else. I think this That's is not true. She's in the big birdcage. Yes, she does not much else. Um, <laughs> she, but I don't know. She's in another movie as well, because she is off her rockers in the, from, from, from the jump, from the time you meet her in this film. She is just like, like going at 60. And then once she gets the, I'm going to call the Abby inner, but it's not the Abby. It's like, it's the, the issue. The well, issue. Well, it's maybe issue. Maybe. Maybe yeah, we issue. We don't know. We don't know what, what right. it is. Um, it's ambiguous. It, it, you'll find out. You'll find out. Trust me. It's a weird movie. It's a weird movie. It is, that's why we're not really hardcore reviewing it, because we're still not exactly sure what happened in this film. And we've all seen it, like, more than once. Sure. Now, um, Carol Speed, like... Number one, based on what you said, she's pretty aptly named, which I never thought of up to this point. That's <laughs> very much so. Um, she was a last-minute addition to the cast, actually. Oh, okay. Um, history doesn't tell us who originally had Carol Speed's part, but history does tell us that she left the movie because the $35,000 budget did not allow her to have a personal masseuse, and mm. this somehow surprised the original actress who was going to play Abby. So she went ahead and walked. That feels and like a deal Car breaker. Carol Speed. Get, yeah, it's a deal breaker, right? Right, right, She's right. She's going to be laying on the floor in a bar for probably four, maybe five days. She needs a masseuse. Yeah, it's perfectly reasonable. Like, I mean, come on. If you say so. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how reasonable that is. Yeah, per personal masseuse. I mean, why not? <laughs> now, Vince, I know. Now, this a window into the world of the Michelle mission. I, I write down like three or four notes, and then I put them to the side, and I freelance. Vince, as you can see, has a diary. <laughs> I'm crazy that way. I took notes. Th that's because Vince, in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in real life, is an actual English professor at Drexel University. It's true. I am. More importantly, we didn't talk about Juanita Moore, Juanita who plays Moore. Abby's her, mother. Her mother. That's Academy Award-nominated actress, Juanita Moore. And she was a, uh, nominated for Academy Award for... Imitation of Life. That's very true. Yes, the Imitation of Life from way, way back. She, so she was an She Academy plays the mother in, in Imitation of Life. The, what? The, the, she was an Academy Award nominee and she then was, was in this movie? She was, she was the put-upon put black mother in... Imitation of Life. But that was a, the Imitation of Life was like, what, 1940? This was the second one, so oh, this okay. was the one in the 50s. In the 50s. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah, so. I love stuff like that about the 70s. I love, I love the fact that you see these movies in the 70s and you have these people because the film industry was where it was. I was about and, to say. And I still have is. a mortgage, so I have to be in this stuff. That's what. I call is. it the Shelley Winters rule. But that's the shame of it. That's the shame of it. Imitation of Life, which is a, a worldly renowned movie, even the, the, the 1950s one. Yes. She uh, nominated for Academy Award. Um, you would think that, okay, have her choice. But no, not in the 1950s, not as a black woman. Right. She pr pretty much probably is in the house with William Marshall until she gets the call to, to you come and be in the You going to stop 
taking shots at William Marshall. I'm not taking shots okay. at him. I'm just right. saying I'm, it was a callback oh, okay. to an earlier joke. All right, okay, all right. It's called comedy. All right, you leave also, William you, Marshall. Are you implying that this movie was not everyone in its first choice? <laughs> <laughs> is that the implication that I hear coming through here? Yes. This is exactly what William Marshall wanted to be doing. Yes. He yes. wanted to get his Vince, his uh, Christopher Lee on. Yep. And I don't think it's just the vampire thing that leads there. Like you ever notice That's true. like in Christopher Lee movies He's always at a different speed than everybody else, but he always makes the entire thing worth watching. Yes. That's very true. William Marshall does exactly that for this movie. I, I completely agree with you. And that's a good point because at this time, this, 19, this being 1974, you still have um, the, the era of the Hammer films out there. So Christopher Lee's presence is very much out there to be like this, this guide for William Marshall to be like, yes, I want to be like him. And, and face it, Christopher Lee, the Hammer films didn't do anything to his prestige right, in right. Hollywood. I've actually read interviews where William Marshall name checks Christopher Lee mm-hmm. when he talked about his Blackula role. And then, you know, we're fans. Of, well, I'm a fan of Blackula. I'm actually a huge fan of the Blackula films. Oh, yeah. Scream, Blackula, Scream is amazing. Right. Like, it's actually a legitimately great. Movie. We we were going to use that as some trivia, but now you've given now up. Now you've the, given that away. Now you've given up. Sorry, see, you guys got to let me know. I know you're right. Yeah, Scream Blackula Scream is if you've, if you've never seen either of the Blackula films, start with Scream Blackula Scream, which is the sequel. Which is the sequel. It's got Pam Greer in it. And which is all you need to know about the Richard first Dawson. It's good stuff. Tom, Tom, you want to pick your lip up, dog? No. Uh, <laughs> No, it's going to stay right there for a little while. Yeah, you yeah. don't mention Pam around Tom. It, it just does. Is that yeah. a trigger? Is that a trigger? Yeah, a trigger. The, the, possibly the happiest moment of my entire life is when I got to meet Pam Greer. Really? And for a brief and awesome moment, I had my arm around her, and I realized I love 70s Pam Greer. And by that, I mean both Pam Greer in the 70s and Pam Greer in her 70s. In her 70s. Which is apparently now the case when I yeah. did some math. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Very true. Um, what else do we need to talk about this movie before we can get this? Oh, we need to be getting this show on the road for pretty soon. I'm, I'm always interested in the morality of these things. You know, as we said, we've been watching these sort of black horror films throughout October, and, and we've come back. You know, we talked about Death, it, uh, Death by Temptation, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's kind of this archly moral film, and, and um, Tales from the Hood which has that kind of really reactive 90s gangbanger, you know, really, really kind of, you know, right and wrong. And I think what interested me about this, so, you know, it's, it's Abby, and Abby is, is a nice church lady, and then she gets corrupted by this spirit. And as part of her corruption, she goes to these dens of iniquity. She goes to these sort of places where evil happens, and it's they're just regular bars. That's all it is. Like they're just regular. Like she you know, the, she went to the corner. Like like she goes, and it's like a, a dance floor. Yeah. And people are just sort of enjoying themselves, and somehow you, it's like this actually doesn't look that bad. Like you expect an orgy or something to be going on, but it's and it's not even like it's it's, it's just people dancing, and they're really they're dancing and they're they're at bars, but it's not like you see people falling down drunk in there. Or they're like that. they're they're just having a good time. You don't see like any type of like drug paraphernalia right. usage anything like that and i thought that was interesting that that you know again you see these things and she's corrupted and now she's gonna go to these places and she just goes to real regular places yeah so 
But I mean, she doesn't participate in exactly wholesome, healthy activities at those places. Well, she goes in and corrupts them. Yeah, you know. that's the crazy thing. She goes to the bar and they get corrupted by right. her. That, that's With her demon sex. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love that the, uh, the tagline on the poster says that Abby doesn't need a man. The devil is her lover now. The devil is her lover and now. And then have a look at the, the movie. Like, clearly Abby does need a man. <laughs> right. That is all. Yes, just, for, just forewarning you um, that that's all this movie is about. Abby just gots to have it. And gots to have it constantly. You know, the more the merrier. Wherever, whenever, however, if ever, it don't matter. Wait, do we do we think that aspect of this movie was like an influence on a young Spike Lee? <laughs> right, right. His first movie it was right, really right. about Abby. Yes, definitely. Oh, that's that. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, no, ooh. I, I didn't make that connection before now, but there's absolutely no question in my mind. Because honestly, this movie is basically a morality tale, kind of like that one was. I mean, I'm almost sure that Spike Lee saw it. I mean, he knew Ganja and Hess well enough to screw it all up. Everyone, ta- I've got to watch this Ganja and Hess remake. It's, it's not called Ganja and Hess. Though. Yeah, it's the sweet blooded, the sweet blooded Jesus. Which was it's for a- awesome. It is freaking awesome. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. I love this movie. Okay. Watch it on Netflix. It's called The Sweet Blood of Jesus. Is it on Netflix? It yes, is on, it is on Netflix. It is on Netflix. I'm here to tell you different. The Sweet oh. Blood of Jesus is oh, not awesome. It it's completely amazing. Go for, watch for, it. for people who listen to the Michelle Mission, you, you can see this is coming sooner than later. Yes, I think it, it, it we're, we're going to have to lift the, spark, the Spike Lee embargo. We are. Because it's a little controversial now. Yes, uh, the Spike Lee embargo is that we have been reviewing, we've reviewed and talked about Spike Lee on literally every show. Right, right, right. Either the, his movies or his influence. I mean, how can you not? But we haven't done his, his the best of his movies. We haven't done. We we've, we we did clockers. We've been doing deep album cuts. What are you talking about? You already talked about Girl Six. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. There you we go. We did clockers, Girl Six, and Chirac. Yes. So, oh so, God, I forgot Chirac happened. Yes. And we're already and we're saving. Um, do the right thing for. Oh, that's a big show. Yeah, we're saving that for episode one. Yeah, that's that's a big show. Yeah, like we already know what we're doing for fifty, but you know, moving yes, forward. Yes, we do. We're moving forward. Yes, right. we, there's a lot of shows out there. Go lot to theshowmission.com. Check them out. A lot of shows. I want to I want to mention though in this particular movie when it comes to to Abby is the weird sort of theology of the whole thing. Yeah. You ever noticed that yeah. that William Marshall is a cosmopolitan dude? He is some kind of like. Christian bishop of some kind who yes. also is deeply involved with the Yoruba religion yes. and knows yes. everything about it. I'm telling you. He's casting out like Ishu, the Yoruban demon. Yes. And but he makes sure that he's dressed in proper casting out garb right. when he does it. And a big cross. Because you're right. He's like, it's like the traditional African garb, but then with the cross. Like, yeah, like, like the Pope's cross. It's so, like on so his chest. He's Dr. Blackula. Oh, the Pope looks at that cross and says, yo, man, you got you to gotta rein that in. Right, right. It's, it's, it's a little much. It's, it's just more than yeah. it should be. <laughs> He's got, like, Flavor Flav's cross. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we're going to get this started. Um, yes. Before we do, we actually have a couple of prizes that we want to uh, give out to people out there. Um, and to do that, we came up with a couple of trivia questions. Um, Sorry, Len. Yeah. <laughs> kind of blew that one. Yeah. Right there. Come 
Scream Blackula Scream was going to be one of the answers. See, I was going to still ask him to see if maybe somebody just didn't like, uh, right. I don't know. Um, right. All right. So um, what was the other question we came up with, though, Vince? The other question was, oh. um, what's the director's name? The director's, director of this film is? William Girdler. And William Girdler directed another, another exploitation film. Does anyone out there happen to know? Here's a hint. That was a film with an actor that was in Scream Blackula Scream as well. But not an actress. There, there's an even better hint. An actress okay. that was in Scream Blackula Scream as well. Yeah. Well, you can't win. Right, you can't win. I know. This, this Anybody? Just, Anybody? This is just for me. I don't. I, I, I'm sensing. I'm sensing. There's there's a no out there. No one's gonna get that one. We may have went a little bit too deep. Too deep. It was Sheba Baby. I was talking about Sheba Baby. Hey, Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Right, Sheba baby. I know the person that just said oh, that oh was like, oh, how the hell did they think we were going to get that? <laughs> what was on their mind? All right, so I have one, and I think it's reasonable that somebody will have an answer to this one. Okay. All right. I had it in my head, and now I've just lost it. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Be Professional. <laughs> okay. Denzel Washington. Everybody is familiar with Denzel Washington. Who's that? Denzel Washington, the star of Training Day, the star of... Um, uh, carbon Copy. Carbon Copy, yes. <laughs> and he's also the star of a recent film, um, The Equalizer, which was actually based on a TV show of the same name. But what a lot of people don't know is that Denzel Washington actually got his start on television as a regular uh, cast member of a television drama. Does anyone know the television drama that Denzel, you young lady, excuse me? Was it The White Shadow? No. No, it was not The White Shadow. It was a drama, it was a drama. It was back in the like 80s. 80s, it was the 80s. It was a hit drama, it was a very critically acclaimed drama. Excuse me? Dynasty? No. Ooh, close, but no. No, you don't get another guess. Uh, get back there. Get smart. Excuse me? Say it louder. Say it louder. Ding, 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 for getting uh, this correct, uh, in memory of the uh, recently departed um, comic book legend Steve Dillon, you have won a hardback copy of Preacher, the show that's on AMC. This is the first book, hardback copy, written by Garth Ennis, featuring art by Steve Dillon. That's just Woo! for you. You're very welcome. Very welcome. Okay. That was a good question, Lynn. That was a very good question. That was a good um, uh, Vamp. <laughs> um, while Len is grabbing uh, stuff, thank you. Now we have, <laughs> now we have another prize, and this is like the grand prize. This here. is good stuff. I was upset I couldn't get this. This film is from 1974. It's called yes. Abby the Black Exorcist because it is um, loosely kind of based on Warner Brothers The Exorcist. Yes. Mad Magazine, back in 1974. Yeah. They, in their October issue, I believe, actually did a parody of The Exorcist. 
called the Echo Wrist. It's funny, trust me, it's, it's, it's insane. This is an actual copy of that magazine. And you can win it. Gaze in amazement. <laughs> Thomas, put your tongue back in your mouth. Stop drooling. All right, let's go. Now, we have to come up with a trivia. Look at Lisa back there. That's what I wanted. I don't even like Preacher. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to have another trivia Another uh, question, trivia question. Since Tom has already taken I got, one. I got you, you got a trivia question? Oh, yeah, damn right. All right okay, Tom. what is it? What go you ahead, got? Tom. Don't right. touch my coffin. What's your trivia question? 1974 is The Black Exorcist. Uh, Abby, The Black Exorcist. Features the uh, acting talents of one Terry Carter, who is remembered nowadays almost entirely for what 1970s sci-fi property? Okay, well. <laughs> you s it's real famous. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Star Trek? Uh, no. Star Wars, that was very close, but no, no, very. You actually know this one, Lynn? No. Oh. <laughs> but I knew it was the Star say Wars. Say it loud, say it loud. Oh, right. Battle yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Battle Star Galactica. Right. It is Terry, right. Terry, Terry Carter was he, Colonel Ty. He's on Colonel Star, Ty Star on Battlestar Was he? Very not. You didn't recognize because he had, he's got, like, he got the little the salt and pepper oh after with right. the mustache. Yes, you're right. Oh, that's very nice. That was very good. Good pull. Okay. Thanks, guys. Get a man is mad. Oh, yes, Thomas, you win. Here you go, Thomas. Actual copy of Mad Magazine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, that does it. That's, that's it. But, but Tom, Mark, yeah. I want you to tell the people where they can find your cool podcast, Don't Touch My... Why Don't Touch My Coffin? Um, you want to tell them? Uh, yeah, except I can't remember what the SoundCloud is. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Don't Touch My Coffin, and I'm assuming, what's the SoundCloud again? Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Don't Touch My Coffin. But I think he wanted uh, you to tell them why, don't, why the name Don't Touch My Coffin. Uh, the name Don't Touch My Coffin comes from the movie Django, uh, which is a great spaghetti western with a dude who, cover, who carries his coffin around. And it's a classic, and one of the best lines is, don't touch my coffin, so that's where we get it from. So if you like, if that sounds remotely appealing to you, you'll probably like some of the other films we discuss. Like Tom said, we talk about kung fu, horror, action, um, just any kind of like grimy, low-budget cinema from the 60s or 70s. We have Three the Hard Way coming up, a huge favorite of mine. Also the movie Over the Edge, if you like Teenage Rebellion movies, just all kinds of stuff. And our Phantasm Halloween episode should be up on Monday. Sunday? Sunday? Okay. Yep, Sunday. Well, we know so who takes care of the technical stuff on there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tom is completely on the ball. Me, not so much. But we do a Phantasm. It's going to be dropping on Sunday. So check it out. Uh, just uh, like our page on Facebook. Uh, again, just called Don't Touch My Coffin. Should be able to find it via Google, just anything. So you'll see it there. Anything, anything you'd like to add, Tom? Short version. Wherever you find good podcasts, you'll find our podcast, too. All right. <laughs> Simple and sweet. I like that. And the, the last thing I do want to bring up before we watch Abby, I'm going to go on record here. Abby, the black exorcist, is actually better than the regular exorcist. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. See, see, we may have to turn on the mics after this. I'm, I'm going to go on record that Abby, the black exorcist, is better 
than the regular exorcist. You're losing a lot of your, 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 uh, your yeah. credibility I, I there. I don't agree, okay? Just <laughs> FYI, I disagree with that statement. You're losing a lot of your credibility, Tom. I was with you, dog. I'll, I'll I'm stepping over here, I'll baby. De I'll defend it, Len. I'll All right. Yeah, you do that. You do that. Thank you so much, Tom. Yes. Mark. Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. you guys for having us. Absolutely. Anytime. Give them a hand, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! All right, we are going to um, be shutting this, this puppy down right now. We're going to move everything out of the way, and we are going to fire up the DVD so we can watch Abby the Black Exorcist. But first, let me give one more hand um, to Ariel Johnson to let you know, uh, for thank letting us have this here. Thank you Woo! so much. Thank you, Coffee House. Um, A homegirl. And um, you can find the Michelle Mission at MichelleMission.com or any place the good podcasts be, iTunes, SoundCloud, just look up Michelle Mission. Um, we're also uh, part of the Black Tribbles Podcast Network. And as I said, Wednesdays at 8, we will now be on radio here in, uh, in Philadelphia. Woo! WPPM 106.5 in Philadelphia. Anything, anything you want to say, Vince? I think you've covered it. All right. I do want to say right now, though, in front of this audience right now, that um, it was my dream to do a show where I'm talking about every black film ever made because there's tons of them that I never watched. Um, and I knew it would be fun, but I did not know it would be as fun as it has been, and that is solely due to that man right Aww. now. Aww. 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 Well, thank you. And ditto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the movie. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Vince and I would also like to extend extreme thanks to Summer Willow Fitch, our mixologist for the evening, who put together some delicious libations, a black punch, and a melted witch concoctions that had everybody singing its praises, um, even if they were slurring it a little bit. Catch up with everything going on with Summer at What You Drinking on Twitter. Also, mad love to our significant others who, without their patience and their um, encouragement, we would not be able to make the Michelle mission whatever success it has become. So mad love to Wendy and Tuana. Thank you. See you next week. Peace. It's time to bid adieu, it's been a pleasure knowing you, I'll see you when it's time to meet again.